You gotta spaz on this beat, bro. But how? J- just do it, man. I don't even know what to say. Just go off the top. What? Yeah, just just go off the top, man. You got it. Yeah, I, I kind of like that. Yeah, I'll even do the ad libs for you. Oh, for real? Yeah. All right, then let's get it. It's lit. Hey. I need know what to say. Yeah. I'ma just go off the top. Okay. I need know what to say. Okay. I'ma just go off the top. Hey. I need know what to say. Let's get it. I'ma just go off the top. Okay. I need know what the I need know what the I need know what the I. Well, welcome back everybody to the OTC podcast, and everything is always off the top. I am your co-host Aesthetic, and joining me is my good friend and co-host Namai Kumar. Namai. Namai seen Kanye cry twice. <laughs> perfect segue right it we're gonna you right actually in. have seen kanye cry twice and we we were just having a conversation before we hit record and i i just i needed to know how does it feel to be one of the few people in this world to see kanye cry not once but twice live in concert i need to know this dude please tell me <laughs> dude it's it's life-changing but you like but i mean honestly speaking though like you think about like all the BS surrounding that man's name and like how big of a, an artist he is. But for sure, um, when it comes down to seeing like, cause I guess I'll just give the context of when I saw him sob. Not you need to, sobbing. he was like, he, he shed, he was shedding tears for sure. His tears were uh, probably made of like, you know, holy water or something. Like you could probably yeah, I was drink that and feel pure. To catch some. You tried a vial oh. trying to catch it. I, I guarantee you there was pre- people in that front row with like something oh, to try yeah. and catch those tears. Oh, yeah. Dude, and you, you, remember you were they were, selling, they were selling air from the Yeezus tour. Yeah, they were selling. Yeah, exactly. That's why I bring that up. Just because how ridiculous <laughs> that is. Are you serious? How are you going to sell air? How, how are you going to sell air and actually market that? Oh, here's air. Like, who's going to... It's like Bell Dolphin's bathwater, dude. It's oh, my just... God. I need to hear I need to hear the context of this Kanye story. Like, where, <laughs> yeah. where were you at? Where, where He was performing where? where was so, I was in LA. Uh, this is... I, I bought the tickets over the summer before I moved to go to college. Um, so, I bought the tickets not knowing how I was going to get there, what I was going to do, how... Like, even how far this venue was from my school. You're so but, adventurous, like, actually. In the first, like, three months of, of college, I made, like, some really good friends who actually took me all the way to the concert and just waited in a Starbucks until it was over. So, wow. sh- shout out to homies boys, right Nick and Anthony. Those are but, homies. Yeah. Um, yeah. My friends wouldn't do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I got the, I got the, uh, the what's it called? Uh, general admission, which was the oh, okay. more expensive one for the Pablo tour. Wait, um, GA was more expensive than anything else for Pablo tour? Really? Yeah, because it was floor. Oh, okay, okay. That makes more sense now. So there's like no lawn yeah. seating or anything? Or is GA no, 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 floor no, lawn no. seating? It, okay. it was in it was an auditorium. Oh, so okay, okay. So had, stadium like, seats and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I got you. I got you. It was just all stadium seats and then the floor. Um and I went all alone. And um <laughs> kind of did dude, this was the one stop in between um like shitty stops of the of that tour remember there was like a stop of that tour where he went to like sacramento or something and he performed two songs and then yeah left. yeah i remember that um, i remember that actually yeah so this was the one stop the same in tour. between all of the yeah. other california stops where he like actually performed like hella music and did all the songs i could have possibly wanted to hear from kanye like at that time Oh my god! Um, did he play any old shit, or did he play more dude, new he shit? Old, from like he was playing hella old shit, hella new shit. Like 
it was it was a good like he transitioned from like the really old like college dropout late registration um all the way down to pablo and it was so good i've Uh, never seen kanye perform live i've never i've actually only watched him through videos but like what's that experience actually like like given like seeing kanye twice and like i know he cried i know he cried performing the song that we were just talking about yeah, and I, mean, I just, I just like, is he like electric? Is he jumping around? Like, like, what, oh, like yeah, what does he dude, do on he gets stage? Into it, he gets into it. It's not, it's not like there's a lot of rappers where they get on stage and they kind of just let the songs play out for themselves. Yeah, dude, Kanye was doing some creative shit. Like, um, at the end of Waves, uh, they kept that piano, uh, that piano melody going, mm-hmm. uh, and he's he was like, uh, he says. Um, guys, I, I've got a friend right now who's going through a lot. Uh, I'm sure you guys have heard of him. His, his he goes by Kid Cudi, mm-hmm. um, and this is when Kid Cudi had first checked into rehab. And yeah. so Kanye's like, uh, "I want you guys to sing as loud as loud as you can. Like, make sure Kid Cudi can hear us from wherever he is." That's and it's like starts to beautiful morning, like that whole thing, like over and over again, and like everyone's getting into it. Wow. I, I looked around, dude. Like you see, like so many people just like sobbing. Like, cause they wow, haven't bro. like ever experienced anything like that. I just got chills that, listening to that. I just got chills thinking of like actually being there. How it was, dude? You can wow. find videos of it online. Um, I'm jealous. Like I'm literally and, jealous. Um, on top of that, actually, I have an old video of it too. I, I should find it. But, um, so he plays only one the the song that he has with um, Paul, Paul McCartney. McCartney, right? Okay. And he plays this video because I think uh, I think that day was was Kim's birthday. Um, yeah. I want to say I could be wrong, but There's it was a lot something of emotional about moments Kim. in this concert, actually. Yeah, no, for real. This was like a very emotional time for Kanye. Like, <laughs> and he drops. He he made a he made a whole video montage for Kim, and plays Damn. it. And like the they have the stadium cameras or whatever. And at one point, it's like like I was watching the video. And like the way that the stage setup was, right, was he had the hanging yeah. stage that moves around the whole floor area. Oh yeah, it's uh, Kanye. I'd expect time, nothing less. At this time, I'm like off to the side, like essentially standing, like underneath, but next to Kanye, where and we're both like looking the same direction at the video. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And like I see tears streaming down that man's face, bro. I was Damn. like, dang, you really like he's really being genuine right now. Like no one's so, no one's looking at him. Everyone's watching the video. Wow. But I was just like so curious to see what his reaction was to his own piece of work that he was putting out for people to see that. He's crying, man. Yeah. That's that's artistry right there. How close were you? Like you could see the tears on his face. So I'm assuming you were pretty close to him at that point Dude, when the stage was close. moving around. I mean, the stage moved around, right? Yeah, yeah. So there was a couple times where I was closer, there's a couple times where I was further. Probably so basically the way that they did it, the, the way that the people on the floor did it was the stage underneath the stage would be a, like a fat pit. Like everyone who wants oh. to pit goes under the stage. Okay. And then it moves with the stage. Okay. In the middle of the yeah, pit, there's just a dude in a wheelchair, bro. <laughs> <laughs> just like the guy, just like the guy who literally was bumping with you in Juice World when you were bumping it in your garage when it came yeah, out this great, past weekend. I have great, I have great memories of people with wheelchairs at concerts. <laughs> I held it. If you have I saw, I saw Kendrick at uh, at um, Outside Lands. 
And okay. uh, there was a dude in a wheelchair in front of me, and he was crowd surfing. I was holding up the wheelchair. No way. While Kendrick is performing, dude. No way, so bro. I, I don't know what it is with you and, and people in wheelchairs. So if if you're paraplegic, I think OTT just respects you, and we respect yeah, we, your music, we, right? We love the paraplegic. We're literally respecting that. But like literally, if I could, if I could find a better moment from this weekend, I suppose would just be seeing your tweet about the about the guy literally wheeling across yeah. your sidewalk while you're pumping juice in the garage <laughs> for context. Yeah. I was literally just <laughs> like playing the juice world album in my garage. I got a whole new setup and, um, this old guy is just getting pushed, pushed by my house in a wheelchair by his wife. This guy is definitely at least in his nineties. He's both yeah, a juice I'm, man. I, he's probably pushing a hundred and this man's just like, vibing dude (laughs) juice is is multi-generational apparently i mean i I feel like actually that's crazy i was talking to someone about this yesterday um but i have so many experiences of just like random people like gig into juice world's music around me um like a couple of weeks ago this was probably like a month or two ago but i'm driving on my way to my friend's house and i'm bumping juice world in my car dude and this little kid like jumps off of his bike and like throws it to the ground just like hella dancing and his mom starts laughing i'm laughing all of a sudden i just have this wholesome moment with this family at an intersection for 30 seconds that's so good like that's what juice's music is for in a sense like that's why he created the things that he created for people to kind of connect that sort of way like juice world his his album legends never die came out this past weekend and, and what a weekend for him and his team and his label i mean I think every single Spotify one day Spotify record has been broken. I think he's eclipsed 74. I think it's 91 million streams now over the course of this past weekend, the most in Spotify history in that time. Um, (laughs) If that doesn't show you how great of juice world fans are and how many are there out there in the world, I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, this album is like, I want to get your first opinion on this. I feel like I've spoke on juice world a lot in this podcast and i i want to let myself breathe for a minute Dude, we both have because we're both just some stands. we're just both huge fans it's just like um i love the album to be honest it was like death race for life took a while to grow on me and then every time i listened to it for like the year after it came out i like found a new song on it that i was like wow i can't believe i wasn't listening to this song before um and i think that because of that experience i was less I feel like I digested more of this album better because I knew context and whatnot. Um, yeah. When I'm, when I was listening. Um, but yeah, there are no misses on this album. I, I love every song and I don't know. I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of people online say that it all sounds the same, but I just really don't. It doesn't. I don't it see really that, that point of view at all. Um, I, like, like just, Literally, I I don't even think that it's bias that I don't see that because there's a there's a song that sounds like a Blink One Eighty Two song, you know. There's like there's obviously like a trap trap song, yeah. yeah. I mean, and then there's like the very like chill like uh like sad songs like like Stay High and stuff like that. So yeah, that it had a really good balance. Um, I I kind of do wish that there was a little bit more like rapidy rapping on it. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one thing that. To, yeah, if I had one complaint, that would probably be mine too. Uh, there, there's definitely like 
Juice sings a lot on this, and he's known for kind of combining both of those elements in freestyle and singing at the same time. So I'm not totally upset by it just because, you know, he is who he is and he makes the music that he does. And, you know, it touches people in a way where it talks about the reality of how he lives his life. And to the argument of all the songs sounding the same, I think as though people think that since all the content is the same, what he's talking about is the same kind of like who he is, his struggle, his battle, his girl, his love, his whatever. I feel like that's where the, the, I guess the discrepancy kind of comes up with people on Twitter or anyone kind of reviewing this album. Personally, for me, this album is, is definitely better than death race for love. In my opinion, first listen was very, very good. Um, I don't think I have any other to say than just really highly praise this album. Um, and coming from me who has literally consumed almost every single juice or league you can think of over the past year, I've listened to maybe 85% of this album before it dropped, like I said before to you. And now over the weekend, I can't stop playing the songs. I know all the words to, and I've been listening to for the past year. And I don't know, there's just like, like we literally just talked about, there's something about the official release that makes it so much better than when it's unreleased. And just to see what Lil Baby and Grade A, like what they did to put the songs that they did on this album, I feel like it just all makes sense. Like every, wow, every so song cool. has purpose. So it makes, every, exactly. Yeah. It just, every song has purpose behind it. And there's meaning and, and there's, you know, these, these heart wrenching snippets and skits and, you know, literally like Juice talking to his fans at the very end and, and these skits of, you know, Young Thug and Eminem and and and, and J. Cole and Lil Dicky, like all praising and all literally saying that he's a legend. Like <laughs> it's funny that the list added <laughs> Lil Dicky. <laughs> well he Lil Dicky has, has a podcast. Eminem, Eminem, Lil Dicky. Well he's obviously the most famous out of all of those guys. So I don't know what you're talking about. That's rapper, clearly. <laughs> Dude, he's Lil Dicky's a good freestyler too. Something Lil Dicky's not bad. Uh, yeah. Dude. Uh, he was saying it took six months for him to write a verse. I hope he was exaggerating. He's probably joking. I mean, he has his TV show now, so like basically, he's just a comedian at this point. But you know, that's what his that's what his music is. He's just a comic rapper. Um, Dude, back remember when he was yeah. getting hella mad that he was getting like roasted like that though? Yeah, he I know. A I serious that. rapper. And then he only has one album. Like, yeah, exactly. He only has one. He's not really helping his case there. Um, but back to Juice. Um, with with all these elements in this album, it's hard to like say it's a 10 right now when it's, in my opinion, it's not a 10. Um, it's definitely somewhere in the range between an eight and a nine. I'm kind of in the middle between 8.5 right now. I think yeah, that's honestly, I have so much trouble with the number ranking. Yeah. Like, I, I, like just because I feel like I take personal enjoyment way more into. Uh, See, I do too. It's just hard to compartmentalize like what you actually want to rate it. And I'm just trying to give basically just a sense of how overall I felt with it. Personally, like goodbye and good riddance. Like you listen to that entire album, he's taking drugs the entire time. Like like the whole time he 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 does not mention he does not mention drugs once. Or no. You know what I'm trying to say. Good he he literally mentions drugs on every single song. I said that oh, wrong. Okay. I'm trying to say like, uh, there's like, not, what? there's not, <laughs> I'm trying, I, English is so hard for me today. There's not one song that doesn't mention drugs. Okay, there you go. And the drug abuse that he's gone through. And he's basically crying out for help. And on the same thing with Death Race, there's not one song where you don't really hear him reverting back to his habit and his really like, you know, at the end of the day, his death, in a sense, he, he constantly predicts his death. He, 
he always says he's he's super aware of his problem and that's like the crazy thing about this album is that the songs on this all kind of lead towards that final message of not doing drugs because you could end up like me and even though i'm aware of it it's a real problem and a real addiction to to juice and many other people and it's such a hard listen when i when i first uh, played this album i just the intro got me to where i'm like i haven't really heard juice speak in any interview any video any whatever uh, in the past couple actually since he died any anything new that is i mean obviously interviews are out there you can go find them but his first words from the grave i think that hit me a little bit harder than i thought it was going to just because yeah. what we've seen from posthumous albums from the three that we've gotten in 2020 um with mac and and pop smoke and now juice world i feel like juice did it in a way where he knows the impact that he made on the music industry and he knows how much his fans mean to him so i guess that snippet from the concert um i can't remember what concert it was but the anxiety is a snippet from a concert where he's talking to his fans that was on some next level type of getting ready to listen to the album mentality you know what i mean putting you in the mood setting yeah. the scene and you know leading it off with conversations now the number one song in the country at this point in time it really goes to show his ultimate impact on not only the music industry not only hip-hop but everything that music revolves around kind of just yeah. the embodiment of what success should be in a way but his that ultimate downfall was that drug that beat yeah i know mean. dude all these beats are fucking mean like day trip's got a couple beats on here who else who else has beats on this oh marshmallow has arguably the two best beats on this album in my opinion yeah and nick mira probably produced a good t amount of it i think well most of these songs are leaks from like i said late 2018 2019 um so these have kind of been in the vault for a minute um yeah i was, ha started, I was happy yeah. i didn't I, I mentioned to you i i've uh officially taken myself out of the unreleased music game I'm and, not, and you should just because i only do it for juice world just because i i've just been in it for so long that i just I, knowing that there's more music from him out there it's hard not to say no to that but at the yeah. same time it's like i understand what i'm doing i'm kind of contributing to what we shouldn't do as you know music commentators and and you know hip-hop journalists in a sense where we shouldn't uh you know hold ourselves to that accountability but if it's your favorite artist and if you don't know if that music is going to release it's hard especially once it starts just like being all you're recommended on youtube <laughs> exactly or like yeah, my soundcloud like, oh, now <laughs> my soundcloud weekly is literally just all juice world leaks and i'm like i can't listen to these like i, I don't even go on my soundcloud weekly anymore just because of all yeah. the unreleased juice world music that i don't want to hear just because I, I was happy I music coming the vast majority of the album before it came out but i'm happy I, I realized that i had heard up up and away um yeah which is one of my favorites off the album the three songs that i didn't hear on legends never die and keep it keep in mind this album is 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 amazing it, it's super fitting and i said this last week about pop smoke's album as well but I feel like the three posthumous albums that we've gotten in 2020, all of them really fit the dichotomy of each artist and their personality and their music. And with they don't Juice feel World, authentic. exactly. I mean, that's, it doesn't feel like how it would have been if like Juice or Mac or Pop had dropped it themselves. Exactly. But, uh, I mean, that's it, kind of impossible. So like, yeah. um, you do what you can to make it feel as right as possible. 
Yeah, and I mean, with with Juice World, I understand why they they made this album, and I, I believe they're still releasing Outsiders eventually. Yeah, um, he's got two more official albums on the way, I oh, and a documentary like coming too. Albums. I bet yeah, he I just had an idea of how they were going to be worked out, and so they just used songs that he wasn't going to put on those um, for this. And I think that the, the the way that the album is structured, it feels like a like it feels like an album that's supposed to give you some closure. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. with that last song where it's super positive. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think that it's supposed to just bring that that sense of completion of that juice right. Rope really got what he needed to done um, mm. with Pop Smoke and Pop Smoke. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Pop Smoke's album ended on Dior for the fourth time, but that's the song that brought him to stardom. You know, that's the song that really yeah, put him on. I just think with Juice World's pretty much discography, not even just this album, but with Goodbye, Good Riddance and, and Juiced Up and pretty much anything on SoundCloud that he has and even Death Race for Love, the storytelling ability that he has throughout the entire thing to keep a concept intact especially on this album too, even though he's not here for it. I think Bibby and, and, and grade a, and they did a really great job of, you know, showcasing and, and really portraying that closure that fans wanted. And, you know, they rightfully gave juice the image and the likeness likeness rather um, to go out on. I, th- I think this is something that's going to be replayed for a very long time. I think all these songs are, are perfect in the sense of what this album truly represents for his legacy. And yes, legacy, because Juice World is a legend. And we said this last week, and I, I feel like it's uncontestable at this point, just seeing, you know, what, how much more music he has. And the fact that there's not one bad song on this. And keep in mind, like, we're being, it's unbiased. Like, if, if I thought there was a bad Juice World song on this, I would say so. Like, I really would. But there's not, you know? I just... The fact that there could be more man of the year type music out there from him, the fact that there could be more come and go type music out there for him, EDM and, and, and sort of that punk rock type vibe, goes to show how versatile he is and ju- goes to show how many different melodies he can really cr- like master. And yeah, I mean, he had songs with, yeah. he had songs with, he has songs that haven't come out yet, but with the chain smokers. Yeah, I know. Um, One with Miley Cyrus, too. Kid Cudi, there's a feature out there with him. Ariana Grande feature, too. Yeah, there's a Nicki Minaj one out there. His his reach is is almost... It's really... Yeah, exactly. It's massive. I just think he touches so many different things, and he's so talented to do that just because there's no one else like him. No one else can go into the booth and, you know, make hits just because he can and just go in there and not write, not do anything. And he'll have a, you know, billboard top 100 song with, by the end of next week, he'll have an album. That's, that's literally the best in Spotify history at this point in time, all of it off the top of his head, all of it freestyle, all of it from the heart, all of it genuine. No one else can do that. I don't, I don't think anyone else literally off the top. That's why we named our podcast. This. <laughs> a podcast after Juice World. I wish we, I wish that was the reason why we named it this, but maybe it is, you know, Ooh. deep down we thought about it. As the Juice World fans that we are, Freudian. for the Freudian. genuine reactors out there who haven't listened to this this album, as far as what leaks were on there, what did you think about sort of going through this? What was your mindset listening from track one to track twenty one, kind of just taking it all in for the first time? Okay, so first, I'm not gonna lie, dude. First three tracks are all super sad, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we go from, uh, 
actually the conversations isn't like hella sad, but it's kind of sad. And then um uh what's it called? A Titanic and Bad Energy. Bad Energy is a really great song. Yeah, I like all of them, but I was just like, I hope it's not gonna make me feel like this the whole time. <laughs> and then you go into Righteous, and I was like, okay, and you're and like, then, oh, okay. another great song, but it's sad. Blood on my jeans. Blood on my jeans the, the snippet. I was looking forward to this song so hard, and, and it, it came out, and it was awesome. It came out, good. Thing- and uh, the remix with Gunna is supposed to be on the deluxe. I kind of like it with just Juice World, though. Me too. But I, I, I've always heard the snippet where he's freestyling over the open verse. So right. I have to listen to the song twice every time I listen to it because it sounds weird with <laughs> the verse. I guess you're right. Um, tell me you love me. Uh, the, hate the, the other is, side. Yeah. Got yeah. the kid. I knew that that song was featuring Polo G, but the kid. He was going to body that. Kid Leroy's, we talk about Kid Leroy, I think, I think a couple times on this podcast. He's just you and I kind of see differently on this. We don't really see eye to eye on the kid Lori's potential. I personally think that he's going to be something really great if he continues to do what he does. Uh, yeah. I know your argument is that he's super young and he's still coming into his own. No. Yeah. I, I, I don't doubt that he's going to like get big. I just want to see him take, take like an original uh, trajectory because yeah. I hate to just see him. Like people think of him as the Australian, like the Australian know, juice, juice world prodigy. Like, I want him to make some non-simp music <laughs> other than Diva. Like, a, like mean, a, yeah. a, a song that's not about women. Like, make a song about anything else. I want to just see wh- where you can take the subject matter. There, yeah, there's no depth to him yet. I feel like as a 15, 16-year-old kid, I think the only thing you're going to be experiencing is that teenage teenage lust, teenage emotion sort of. Also, uh, I'm like, going uh, to hold judgment until his uh, voice <laughs> his voice is still so it's so raw it, 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 it can go anywhere with that kind of voice he, he's so talented like it's, he just has such raw talent i just feel like knowing his niche and, and kind of evolving as an artist yeah. is what's going to be really and the first debut project is going to define him like he hasn't even dropped his yeah, first yeah, debut project and he's literally riding the coattails of i hope addison yeah. is on that, that that debut project let's bro. hope not sing about tiktok people when we were talking about the singles that were going to be on Juice World's album, and I feel like last week when we recorded, we said like, oh, 15 new songs, that's going to be awesome. But in a way, like when you see 21, they didn't lie to us. Like there's 15 new songs on here. We got four singles and three skits. That's around, you know, a couple that's, more music or what we got. The intro, we got, we got the interlude, and then we got the man, the myth, the legend, which is all like like i said young thug j cole all those guys praising juice world for his ability and then the last song juice world speaks from heaven which is probably the most sad thing i've ever heard in my entire life um i this was like i said a very hard listen to get through if you're a huge juice world fan um but righteous tell me you love me life's a mess and come and go were the four singles to come off this um so if i count it up real quick that seems like 15 what conversations titanic bad energy blood of my jeans hate the other side Life's a, or not life's a mess. I wanted fighting demons, wishing well, screwed shoes. Yeah, it's about 15, I would say. Yeah. No, I think that it was, they gave us the amount of music that they said they were going to give us. Uh, I was scared when I saw Hella Skits on there, but then I realized it was more tracks. No, Juice um, World is all about the skits. He's all about storytelling. In his they're not even like really skits per se. They're kind yeah, of just, they're like, just context clues. I call them like context tracks in a way. They just kind of give you a little bit of a breather from all of this. 
I thought it was dope that the instrumental that they use on the outro was really similar to the instrumental that they use on the intro for uh, Goodbye Good Riddance. Remember we were talking about how and if they were going to tie in all the orchestra elements somehow, some way with these singles. And they did. We called it. Don't say we're not wrong because we're right, low key. But I think it was a great way to showcase, you know, his purity and what his music really meant to him. It it gave everything a very ethereal feel, like very um, cosmic, if you will. Yeah, I I agree with you. uh, Favorite song off this, dude. What do you think it is? For me... Yeah. God damn it. That's so hard. I'm sorry to put you on the spot, uh, but I, I had to. I mean, the easy choice is wishing well. Yeah, that's a very easy choice. I would say but, that that kind of is uh like he raps a bit, then but he's singing a lot. The beat mm-hmm. is guitars, but it's 808s. It's a good mm-hmm. uh representation of the of the duality of Juice World. Yeah, and there, there's a lot of that on this album, too. There's definitely a lot of sharp guitars and a lot of different melodies that he plays off of with that instrument. There's a one lot of my, of one of my favorites. Yeah, I think. exactly. I feel like that's one of everybody's favorites at this point, uh, just because it's been a snippet for so long and the hype around it is insane. I think um, I'm going to have to go either Screw Juice or Stay High. I think when I first heard those two songs, they both you know kind of reached me on a different level, uh, whereas like it was a genuine listen. Where I have, where I didn't know all the words, yeah. and I feel like I ruined it for myself too. I, I even tweeted about this as I was live listening to the album, like listen to eighty five percent of the Juice World album, but did it to myself, and I did. You know, I wish. Yeah, I don't I understand go, people who are mad about that. Like, oh no, I'm not mad about it. I just kind of take it for what it is. It's like yeah. I know you're not mad about it, but I've seen a lot of people be like, oh no, oh, what the heck, man? Like, why are there so many leaks? On-? Like, like shut up! Like, you, you did it to yourself. For it to leak. Like, I don't like people like that. I see that too much on Twitter. That has to stop. Dude, it's like it's like if you were going to play like a new Super Smash Bros game and like <laughs> game leaks, right? And then you get mad at them not for, for not having any more characters. It's like that's yeah, bullshit. You're the one like who's you can't be mad. The, the leak game <laughs> you get mad at them for not adding content because they didn't anticipate you pirating everything that they had ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know the leak accounts are pissed off about that too just because oh the album is all leaks that we've been posting for six seven months i'm like yeah bro you did it to yourself like you have this of like oh the song's leaked so now they're ours um, yeah like get out of here want the label to give us more and we've told you guys what we want you know we told we told the label what we want and now they're not giving it to us and now we're pissed it's like bro they have no power. I mean, Juice World's going to do numbers regardless. I mean, he's not even here, and he didn't even put together this album. Granted, he made all the songs, but it wasn't him orchestrating the album in a way. Yeah. I feel like whatever songs went on this album, whatever the vibe was, I feel like the general gist of it that you need to pick up is that he's gone, and this is his send-off. This is his last, his final speaking, his closure that he's offering to all of his fans. And in it's that a, sort of way, about, like, yeah. Like, it's also about segmentation and, and like, ordering – the skits and the way that the whole album is put together. Um, I think that if you, even if you listen to the leaks, there's no way you could have predicted the order that all the songs were going to be in. Exactly. And that's what I was excited about too. I was excited to see what songs they put in there and what the, what they did to, you know, segment all that. Like you said, and the final mixes, dude, so many of these like leaks are like so shittily mixed and they sound like, straight garbage in comparison to the final the final mixes dude the the i i listened to come and go before it came out 
Yeah. And because I, I actually thought it was a fan-made song. I didn't think Juice Will legitimately did a song over that kind of beat. Isn't but, that cool? Um, uh, I was listening to it, dude, and Marshmallow added a bunch of different sounds in there that made the song way better. Exactly. It's those little tweaks that kind of make the official release so much better. And that's why I appreciate what it is, you know, to be an industry God like this and just have all these tools around you and just kind of waiting for the final product. Cause it's worth it in the end. You know, I kind of look back on myself and I'm like, wow, I wish, I wish I didn't, you know, go through all this music when I had the chance, but at the same time, you know, juices unreleased music really got me through his death really, you know, got me through a lot of situations in my life in the past few months that, that made it a little bit easier and made it a little bit more relatable. So without that music in a way, I probably wouldn't be the person I am today right now. But in the same time, having a genuine listen and reaction to the album is something I wish I would have had if I didn't listen to all the leaks. <laughs> Actually, it's funny, dude, because if you think about it, wasn't one of our first conversations about Juice World leaks? Yeah, bro. I literally sent you my 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 playlist, my all time favorites from him, and you're like, "Oh, this is sick!" Right now, I, that's so true. So we <laughs> might not have even started this podcast if it wasn't for Juice World League. Exactly, and uh, that's what I'm saying. Like the impact that he's had in so many different, like even just like us, like base level, like like we're doing a podcast in two different states, and we barely knew each other two months ago, but. You know, something as simple as like, oh, like, I love Juice World. Do you want to hear my playlist that I have? Yeah, for sure, bro. Send it over. Like, something awesome. as simple as something that. beautiful as OTT yeah. podcast, dog. It's, it's gorgeous, too. And you know what, everybody? If you're listening to us right now, I want to make sure to please follow us at Top on Twitter. And please be sure to listen to us on SoundCloud and Spotify at Off The Top Podcast. Like always, both Namaya and I appreciate everybody listening. And we hope that you love our content as much as we love making it. And uh, you know, Even if you're listening right now, like you're either listening on Spotify or SoundCloud, you can just re-listen to it on the other. Exactly, one. give us some more clout. We appreciate it. Yeah. You guys are more than welcome to join the conversation. Really digest, with us really digest the content, you know. Really, really take what we're listening or take what we're saying and really listen to it and really yeah. just embody really us. We need listen stands, how guys. We are about how our. Opinion, <laughs> you know, we need really stands. We we need people to back us up in Twitter fights. Which is what we need to get at more. We need to make some harsh critics too, like you know. (laughs) I mean, we did have our first hater. We got to see what he's up to. Maybe he can hate on us a little bit more. I'm down. I don't know what his name is. We have to go back to the first uh, podcast episode. Go back that far in our in our timeline. I can't believe (laughs) I found our tweet. (laughs) I'm so dead. (laughs) With um, this man's gonna comment on the snippet of our first episode. Literally, it's like it's not even a minute thirty, and like we were just starting. Like, like relax. Like we're sorry. Like we're we're better now. Like we are. We try to be at least. <laughs> the haters motivate us. Exactly. With Juice World's albums, actually, I kind of want to go back to one final thought. Um, with with Legends Never Die, with Goodbye and Good Riddance and Death Race for Love being his two uh, commercial releases, where do you think Legends Never Die ranks? Uh, within his discography right now as an official artist of course i mean he does have world on drugs of future and he also has his first ep on soundcloud or not ep sorry album 12 song album can't remember what it's called at this moment but uh, if i found it i'd be able to find the yeah Yeah. the one with moonlight and um that that one that album cover where it's red and he's kind of in the shadow i've been uh i've been like struggling with this i i don't think i like it more than death race for love yet Mm -hmm. But Death Race, but like Death Race for Love has had like a year and a half to two years for me to like really digest it and like listen to it a bunch. Right. But 
I don't, I don't know, because Make Believe is literally like one of my favorite News World songs. Also one of my favorites as well. And I, I just, I don't know if I feel that way about any of these songs yet. I know for a fact Goodbye Good Riddance is the best. I um, think the storytelling and Goodbye Good Riddance and oh, yeah. the As production a is ridiculous. And, and the melodies that you first hear on this official project. And keep in mind, like, Juice didn't really have official, like, label mixes until Goodbye Good Riddance. And hearing the difference between his first album on SoundCloud and this one is astronomical. You could really, really, really hear the difference in the professionalism that he goes about his art. And, you know, like I said, in the, like maybe 10 minutes ago now that every single song about it is him reverting to drugs and basically him crying out for help and saying it in his music. He said in interviews that even though he battles with this, sometimes it's not always about him. Sometimes it's about that's other people or, or an emotion that he's kind of clinging to or, or he's trying to find something deeper within that. So I feel like it's kind of a double-edged sword in his, in his defense where, you know, people get, you know, uh, slack for not i guess speaking up for juice world or not like i guess being there for him in a way of um yeah, making it known I, that he has an issue i don't know I, I i don't i hate it when people are like why didn't his label do anything like why didn't his like girlfriend do anything it's like bro first off like we don't know what it was like being around yeah. him you don't know him like for you all wanna, we know yeah. he was just like hiding these things and like taking them like dude addicts like, we there. don't know anything yeah, yeah I, mean, I know he was actually he was actually slated uh, to go into rehab December twenty first, two weeks before, like after he died. Like literally, yeah, he was like, getting ready to go into rehab. You can't, you can't speak on how what that situation was like for everyone around him, everyone who's close to him. Because yeah. if 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 an addict wants to like, if an addict wants Do to that. like get, get fucked up, especially someone who realistically has as many re- resources as Juice World uh they're gonna find a way to do it and like at the end of the day there's, there's no assigning blame when it comes to his death he was a grown man he made exactly he made and unfortunately it ended up how it did um it's i don't think he deserves to yeah, die or anything yeah. like that but it's just it was apparently yeah. unavoidable. And, and he said it on on multiple tracks too he, he's constantly said even on this record on legends never die that he wants to stay on this earth and he wants to live and he wants to be here um, even on Wishing Well, he says he wants to be here, but if it was for the pills, I won't be here. Um, that kind of just goes to show the, you the duality of his persona. The line his that music. really resonate with me, that, that really like make me feel bad about it, is the ones where where he's yeah, is a couple of songs where he mentions it, but his uh, mom telling him to stop. Yeah, I think that's, that's why. That's why I, I I'm still no. Yeah, no, you got it. It's I'm still. It's I'm still. There's a different song I'm talking about. It's also on the same album. It's on Goodbye and Good Riddance. Is it uh, I'll Be Fine or is it Yeah, I'll the Be Fine. I'll be yeah, fine. yeah. I'll Be Fine. Yeah, that one. Because um, I know on Goodbye and Good Riddance, Long Gone, he kind of opens everything up and airs literally from track one to ten. And you get to Long Gone at number 11. Or no, I think Long Gone is actually 10. So one through nine where he just talks about his insane drug abuse and, and heartbreak and why he does what he does because of this girl and his breakup. Um, Long Gone kind of Long just Gone opens up his honest. What's up? Long oh, it's 15? 15. Goodbye Good Riddance is like a surprisingly long album considering 
I feel like I know every song on there. And I don't think that I can exactly. say like, albums where I there's, like, there's three I, skits on goodbye and good riddance as well. And so yeah. I guess 12 songs you could kind of attribute to, I want to say with long gone, long gone's my favorite juice world song of all time. Keep in mind that and lean with me. Those are my one and two, one, two punch. Um, along with autograph, like most juice world fans just literally suck off that song because it's that good. Um, but when talking about being honest and really putting, you know, him in into his like self and his mindset, his self psyche, track fourteen is long gone. So from tracks one through through twelve is him just explaining his rapid drug use and and his abuse with it and kind of how he battles his demons to cope. Um, but when you get into songs like Long Gone, like I was mentioning, especially in Legends Never Die. He he has an ability to really, really transport you into what he's feeling. And as a wow. motive as Juice World is, and as I guess conveying of those emotions in that particular way, I don't think anyone else does it like he does. I don't think anyone else is that honest with themselves in music. I don't no. I don't think I'm gonna hear anybody um other than Juice World. Someone who's in that in that sort of context. Yeah, in that sort of mindset. Yeah, yeah. Um I, I think it's it's hard to listen to because not a lot of rappers speak on these issues. And I think juice is one of the only ones to speak on this issue and kind of make it and spin it into a positivity sort of way where even on man of the year, like I know my lyrics saved you and, and, and a couple other tracks on this, he kind of just delves into like uh, his, his, like I said, his drug abuse and kind of how to stay away from it. And I'm trying to think of the one song where he says, uh, I can get better. I could do, or I think it's stay high. I think it's on stay high or screw juice. I can't remember which one now, but there's a track on there where he, he discusses, uh, you know, if I can, you can too. If I can stop, you can stop too. I think yeah. it's, it's, it's screw juice. It's screw juice. Actually. Now I'm thinking about it. Sorry guys. I was trying to get my footing there. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, some final thoughts on the album. Just mm-hmm. great, great listen. Really feel like as a juice world fan, I got some closure. Uh, with this project and i'm looking forward to anything else that his team is planning on putting out and more albums and a documentary coming soon from juice world in grade a little baby did a great job putting this album together making it happen and i feel like as juice world fans we should be um, memorative and and memorialize this album to be one of those things that we'll continue and have virgil's do the album cover (laughs) bro the difference between the album cover is like Virgil and Pop Smoke, that was just a, in, a, in a trash league of its own. Like, you could literally put that, like, control alt delete that forever. And then you go look at Juices, like, like, who, like, who, who does that to someone that just died and is releasing an album? Like, Virgil, what are you doing? Like, I don't take Virgil serious anymore after that. I, I don't think anybody does. Dude, we started off the podcast with that whole long tangent about Kanye and never even talked about the song that he dropped. Oh yeah, Kanye dropped a song called Donda on his mother's birthday yesterday, and he's teasing his upcoming album called God's Country with it. A nice rollout from Kanye now. It's nice to see him actually do things properly for once, and it's great. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm happy to see the traditional album release from Kanye. I feel like that's the that's the sign of a good Kanye project. I feel like yeah, I, uh, especially after we just got Washes in the Blood last week and Ego Death as well. I feel like Kanye's yeah. been more into the loop with things the past few weeks. Exactly. Also announcing his literally, season. it's it's Yeezy season. You know, he started off with that partnership with Gap, and then he dropped Washes in the Blood, and then Ego Death, and then he announced his run for presidency, and then he drops this song, and now he's getting ready for the album. You know, Dude, Kanye's one of the busy. Yeah, 
Ego death has been like like a staple of my last couple of days. Like I, <laughs> I don't know why that song is so groovy, bro. That no, I love this, does this thing on there. Like this like dancey, like I don't even know what to call that. I mean, it, I guess you could say it's like like a dance hall EDM yeah, hip hop, I, I guess. Dance hall like merged all those three. I feel like that's what Ego, Ego Death is. Because you got Ty Dolla Sign on there, you got Kanye, you got FK Twigs, and Skrillex made the beat. I mean, there's a lot of different influences. Yeah, in that I'm looking song. forward to this project. I think I, I saw pictures of Snoop, Kanye, and Dre in the in the studio, and like this feels like the early 2000s again. Like I like, love it. It's like the reinvigorated. Like you know how like when trends come back. Like you know how like when uh like I'm trying to think. You know how in the 90s. Uh, mm-hmm. They had like those like biker jackets that everyone wear, like those like really denim like jeans, like those super blue yeah. denim jeans. You know how that like shit is back now, like materials back then. Exactly, dude. like the re resetting trends is a huge thing, and in music right now, I feel like a lot of influence is coming from that early two thousands era right now, and a lot of it kind of stems from like drill music too. Like in a way, like right now, like the wave is the New York drill that Popswell kind of brought up, and I feel like I'm hearing a lot of different like drill influences like especially chicago drill influences too like if they're going to be talking about all this sort of you know subject matter with a beat and sort of that same progression in my head it's like isn't this like basically drill music i want like in a way i want these new york drill rappers to put some respect on chief keep's name and get him yeah, on they some- have to dude chief keep dropped a song with um this was probably two three weeks ago but uh chief oh Keefe yeah you sent it to me on, yeah i sh- i shared with you the he got on a UK drill song, Bro, and what? it's called "Local Scammer." I could yeah, be and oh, we were, we were we were talking about the Guap Dad song, "Little Scammer" that could, and you're like, "Oh wait, Chief Keep dropped a scammer song. Let me send this to you." It was yeah. a good song. Yeah, no, I reviewed I, that when it came out. <laughs> this is a party. I'm saying, put I Chief Keep on the map, please. New York, New York drill. You, Let dude, Chief Keep know he's a goat. Favi, Favi, and Chief Keep got to get a song in. They have to. I feel like. The Chicago New York link up has to like happen. And oh, also, actually, kind of going back into like, I guess New York and Chicago drill versus whatever. When when these stylistic artists come out of these cities, like for example, Chicago's got Kanye, Chance the Rapper, Juice World, you know, Jiro, Lil Durk, Chief Keef, like all these different types of rappers that Chicago has. Like, who do you think is the best of these this bunch? Who do you think you know Chicago is is known for at this day and age? Right now. Who's really putting on for Chicago? I mean, like who is like who really like Juice bro. World kind of left Chicago and left it in his rear view. Like he has a house in LA, he never came back. Same with Polo. Game bag. Yeah. I think uh, Polo's still in the city. Uh, he has a house in LA. I know because I saw an interview with him yesterday where he was talking about oh, really? him and Juice used to always hang out in LA at each other's houses. Yeah. Oh, that sounds about right. I feel like if you in Chicago in that sort of area, I think you your first instinct is house. I, uh, do they all just live in LA now? They just no one puts on for Everyone the city. Everyone lives in LA now. <laughs> I mean, Kanye's in Wyoming for in LA. <laughs> no more parties in LA. Kanye even said that. He's tired of it. He's tired of it. No more party. No more parties on Twitter. Shout I out. think. I I think the only artist. A boy. Oh my, oh my God. Oh my god! I think the only rapper that really puts on for Chicago nowadays is Lil Durk, just because he's the only he's the oh, only true. rapper right now that's kind of talking about Chicago and his songs. You know, "Love Letter for the Street," like that is that is promoted in the city. Like I remember driving like on the Dan Ryan. What's up? 
Dirk is so underrated. I couldn't exactly. myself to listen to that whole album, to be honest. It was pretty long. It's but, too, I mean, like, Dirk, Dirk has one of those, like, he's such a hit or miss with songs, but when he hits, he hits, and he misses, you just kind of skip it. You don't really think anything of it. No he's auto like, is so good. Yeah, no auto is unreal, bro. Oh, like, huh? Oh, he's gay, huh? Oh, you pussy, huh? Oh, even, like, G Herbo, a little Uzi feature, too. Even, yeah, yeah G Herbo puts on, too, actually. G Herbo always puts on the city. I feel like it's just Herbo and Dirk that kind of just hold it down for Chicago. And, like, in a way, Juice World kind of mentioned Chicago in his discography, but at the same time, he kind of also says he left it in the past because, you know, a lot of bad shit happened, you know, growing up where he's from, especially around the area that – yeah, he grew up in probably and you know getting out of that situation is kind of just reinventing yourself in that way so i i don't knock juice or polo or kanye they definitely just evolved as people and they grew out of their shell so you know props to them i'm just saying for, I mean, I think that for podcast with any, purposes with any artist like once you reach a certain level like you want to make music that is going to appeal to a broader audience and uh unfortunately sometimes repping your hometown doesn't really fit in that whole st- uh the whole paradigm yeah especially if you have your own niche too like kanye's got his own or sorry niche not niche uh kanye's got his own niche juice world had his own specific niche jirbo and dirk kind of you know coalesce in that same sort of chicago drill music kind of new age drill i would say more trap if anything um is also very hit or miss for me yeah he is for me too i just feel like if they hit they hit and if you don't fuck with the song like you can kind of skip it and forget about it and make it like not even non-existent in a way i just feel like those like dirk and erbo they have their own thing and they they put on for the city and that's cool because i'm from the city and i i I love to hear that i love to hear independent uh i'm not i think i think erbo independent i gotta think is dirk is you know if dirk's independent i have no clue you have no uh, clue. I feel like if anything, you're going to be under Baby's label just because, you know, since he's the head of grade A, you might as well sign all the Chicago artists that know each other very well. Like Juice came up uh, listening to Lil Bibby and Jirobo and they took him under their wing. And, you know, I think Lil Bibby literally secured a record label just off the talent of Juice World, And now he's got Kid Leroy and great potential and signing more artists as we speak and really putting putting a really nice production label together. They're just off the cusp of that. roster. Little roster, easy sound roster. Actually, back to Kanye. If we're talking about Donda, did you see that? What sound rock? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, I did. That the easy sound roster. My favorite uh, Kanye thing that Kanye does is write in really bad handwriting on the whiteboard with the blue marker, and he just posts a picture of it on Twitter. We've seen that for a Pablo tracklist. We've seen that for a Gay tracklist. We've seen. Dude, I do just, the same thing. I have a whiteboard right up here that I write on. Would you like if you're Kanye? Like if you're just you're you're thinking so I'm fast and you're just like, okay, this is what's gonna be. Well, I'm scribbling down ideas. I have no control. I'm no motor skills. Oh my god! Imagine what Kanye thinks. Like he's actually like a bona fide genius. Like his IQ is like Nikola Tesla level, <laughs> or no, Sigmund Freud level actually. Like it's like don't don't come at me when I say this, but Kanye is a genius in all sorts of ways because most geniuses are sort of crazy when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think that. There's a couple screws loose up there, but uh, he definitely knows what he's talking about when it comes to music. So exactly, like even when you look at guys like Elon Musk or like, well, actually, Elon Musk is a funny character just because he's kind of real at the same time. (laughs) He's just like a weirdo, but he's just so insanely smart. It's like scary. That's what I'm saying. Like if you're a genius, you always have like something upstairs. Those 
isn't totally connected. But not everything's adding up. You're not supposed to. You're if you're a genius, you're not normal. Like that's just not normal. So why would you be normal in that same vein? You know? Yeah. Who else is a genius too? I think Ked Cuddy's pretty much up there. If I would have to say genius level, just because of what he's done over the course of his career. Um, his latest drop actually came from Eminem. Yeah, dude, that that was sick. <laughs> that was sick. I, I I didn't even catch on to that segue. That's how smooth that was. <laughs> I I had to bring it up though. <laughs> I, I get my I get my cred from the My Mid Podcast. Wow, my day is made. My day is made, people. Uh, Kit Cudi and Eminem drop Moon Man and Slim Shady. Adventures of Moon Man and Slim Shady, rather. Eminem did his thing on this one. I'm hoping we get a whole like, That song was really good. I think... I, okay, I'm going to get You roasted. go first. You go first. No, I'm gonna get roasted, you're not going to get roasted. You're not going to get roasted. I enjoyed that song more than the Scots. Yeah, I did too. The Scots sucked. Yeah, good. I don't care if I get roasted. The Scots so sucked. People posting on, on the, the social medias about how Scots still better. Like, no. You know, it's not. It's really not. It's when off. you release the, the a song, lyric, the lyric video is like better than most videos I've seen in the last two years. I I have a problem with Travis Scott right now, but we'll 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 get into that after we speak on Kid Cudi and and, and Eminem's track right here. Um, the Scots, however, if you release a song via Fortnite, you just automatically disqualify yourself from like being a better song. Top song, dude. <laughs> It's basically the equivalent of catering to the same audience in a different way. But Kid Cudi, he literally gives me moon, like man on the moon vibes on this. He's humming. He has that. He has this. Yeah, yeah. He he was rapping too. And he has like this. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to describe it really well. But like in the middle of the song, and he actually ends off on this. He has the voice, like that inflection, that cadence that he does. You know, the mystery continues. It sounds like a story, like a comic book story. And even the album artwork kind of pick caters to that too. Both yeah, uh, him I like and that a lot. Yeah, both him and M are drawn as like comic book characters, and I think that works well because you know they're both you know crazy personalities when you think about it eminem's been along for so long and kid cuddy's a lot older than you think like he's been in the industry for the past 10 15 years making music and m's been here since you know the start of time i feel like i really feel like since 2000 99 wait when was marshmallows i think it was 98 98 97 no i'm gonna look i'm just gonna look I'm, i'm literally just gonna find eminem's first release real quick but regardless these two industry giants kid cuddy actually releasing music more so than ever in the past few weeks past few months actually now it's, not, it's he's not, doing part two or part three of the man on the moon series which is what i'm happy about yeah and it's just it's just so good to see like him actually dropping music again it's 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 great to see that him that he's putting more effort into music i'm still trying to find when eminem's first album was let's see marshall mathers lp 2000 okay so maybe maybe we got what was the first man on the moon uh let me look because i'm in i'm in the searching spirit at the moment um with this do you think between eminem and kid cuddy the duo the duality of both of these artists between kid cuddy actually no if you had to pick a kid cuddy duo eminem kanye or travis who would it be with kanye there's like the ongoing um there's the ongoing chemistry right uh, like mm-hmm. I love Erase Me. Erase Me. I would take Erase Me over both the Scots and and uh, the Adventures of Moon Man and 
Also, that's I'll such take... a long song name, dude. I get tired yeah. of this. The Adventures like, of Moon Man and Slim Shady, is that what it is? Like, what do we call it? Like, do we, like, abbreviate it? I saw someone abbreviate it, and I was like, even that looks too long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's so many abbreviations. It's like C-A-M-M-A-S-S. <laughs> I saw someone abbreviate uh, Pop Smoke's M-S. album, Shoot for the Stars, A for the Moon, and I was like, that that works, because Pop Smoke's album is really long. Like, that song, yeah. that title is super long. It's inspirational. Um, so Cuddy dropped Man on the Moon in 2009, and then Marshall Mathers LP came out in 2000. So relatively around yeah, the same the time, like, just about same. a decade. I mean, That's just a missed it by time in, in the grand scheme of hip hop, though. It is though. Ten years is a hip-hop long really ass time been in the in the in the spotlight since like the 90s. Exactly, it's still in its infancy, and that's like why people i feel like don't really understand the impact this genre has had over the past 30 years it's been you know a mainstream genre it still has so much more left to go it still has so much more evolving to do and we're just kind of at the cusp of it at this point in time like rock and roll has been around forever pop's been around forever and i guess at the birth of rock and roll in the 60s i feel like it's just kind of evolved into something i feel like music's only really popular for like 30 40 years like a specific type of music do you know what i mean because hip-hop just became the number one (laughs) like it's super broad i know i think that i think that it's less of music only or a specific genre only being uh yeah genre not music versus the the adaptability and like the flexibility genres have to like meld with each other is gonna allow a genre to grow more that's my opinion because the reason no, that I, I feel like I, hip hop yeah. kind of has like uh, like a relatively longer lifeline than uh, like other genres, and I could be completely off base, but um, is that hip hop takes inspiration from like every genre to come before it, and like very clear like inspiration, not just like vague instances. Yeah. You see rappers in, inspired by Marilyn Manson. Like, there's rappers that work with these big EDM artists, rappers that work with these big yeah. rock bands. Um, so I think that the adaptability of the genre allows for a lot more growth. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. Uh, misspeaking on, I guess, I was a little bit broad in my last statement, but I, I 100% agree with you. I feel like hip-hop is one of those genres that just kind of can take anything and run with it and make it cool just because – Hip hop is, you know, the most popular genre right now uh, because of that adaptability and because, yeah. you know, Uzi, Uzi is a huge Marilyn Manson fan and he's able to, you know, bring influences into, you know, Manson's work into his music. Um, same thing with Juice World. He brought in Blink-182 uh, uh, influences into it, a lot of pop punk influence into it with a I lot of guitar beats. And who doesn't? Who, if you don't, like, come on, man. Like, get yourself together. Blink-182 is my shit. I love it. <laughs> Back to Kid Cudi and Eminem. I feel like between the two of these guys, who wins this battle between verse-wise, songwriting-wise? I don't know. The the Eminem verse was, like, really good sometimes and really cringe sometimes. I would say it was more good than cringe. Uh, I agree I th- with you. Cudi, I was part was more enjoyable to me, but I think that them together – was just like interesting enough of a collaboration that it kept my interest for the whole entirety of the song. Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like when I first saw that the song was going to drop, I didn't really know how it was going to sound. But then when I actually, you know, clicked play and got into the song, it made they sense. worked well together. It, it, it makes sense. 
what Cuddy does on this song, like like I said, he uses those vocal inflections and those cadences to his advantage because Marshall's kind of weird. Like Eminem raps in a really weird way sometimes, and he switches up his flow super quickly, and he uses a lot of words that people don't really normally hear in rap songs anymore. So the first part of Eminem's verse, I guess, was a little bit more steadfast. I, I, I didn't really, um, really get into Eminem uh in this song until maybe the back half of his verse maybe those last 45 seconds to a minute where he really popped off i mean he spoke on the george floyd protests he kind of called out drew Brees, and you know he spoke on all these different political issues in this and i told myself okay i'm killed this he 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 did his thing and he tied it all together for something that matters to something right now it matters to him so i think as far as picking between who did better i think they both complemented each other very well i just feel like i enjoyed cutting more what's up yeah I said, I, I said that I think that they like really approached the song differently. It was yeah. a really adaptable beat. Like that's the best to me is when, especially in this day and age, whenever Eminem is on a song, I feel like the beat just needs to be really simple. Cause the man's like too intricate of a rapper to have like an immaculate beat. And then you also are trying to like, kind of decipher what he's saying and pick through all of the different references and whatnot. Yeah, I bet your ideas come at Eminem so fast. Yeah, and exactly. he just has to spew it out. Just kind of how like I, we keep mentioning Juice World, Juice World, Juice World, but like it's true. Like even Juice ideas came at him so quick, and he was able to do it on the fly and you know make hits like that. And I feel like Eminem's sort of the same way. I feel like, yeah. but he's a writer too. Eminem, Eminem is known for you know his very crisp, crisp songwriting and his very elusive, elusive uh, references that he has in his songs. Um, but this song is good. I'm going to definitely replay this. Um, I'm basically just going to definitely just going to try and listen to Cuddy hum a little bit more, just waiting for his next drop. He's he's on fire the last few weeks. What's up? The video for it makes it way better too. Like I I haven't watched the video. I've been been watching a lot of music videos recently, uh, especially given that, that new TV, you know, I'd be, I'd be, but um, all the, the new juice world um, video is so good. The lyric video. All the for- anime, all the anime and the Juice World videos lately, right? Just come and go and wishing well now. Like and the newest one, the newest one isn't even anime though. It's like, oh, it's uh, like animation. Watch that. Um, that ah, shit. It's like one of those like claymation. Uh, oh yeah, you, you, ever, you ever see like Wallace and Gromit as a kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's not exactly <laughs> like Wallace and Gromit per se. I don't know. You're just gonna have to watch it, I guess. But oh, it, no. it's like very animated in like a like a Nick at Night sort of vibe. <laughs> oh Jesus! Like George Lopez music in the background. He probably would kill the George Lopez uh, instrumental. Yo, give Juice World the Low Rider remix. See what he does. Wow, that would be that'd be insane. Have you ever seen uh, Juice World Freestyle uh, Kodak Black's skirt? Yeah, the skirt, dude. I love that video. Legendary video. You just feel like you're in the room with him and Ski Mask is going on. Serena Williams. Ooh, so good. I just this is literally just a Juice World fan episode. This is really just a Juice World praise episode. Juice World for like an hour. I know. Moon Man and the Adventures of Slim Shady. Kid Cudi is back and he's tearing it back up. But actually, Summer Walker's also back too with a new EP, a five-song EP, and she's rapping on this. White T uh, really on this on this EP. Um, Summer's actually back, people. And she actually said she was going to quit music for some time and sort of just surprise everybody with this five-track EP called Life on Earth. 
It's very good. It's kind of just the epitome of where her sounds at right now. Quitting, they're quitting making music anymore, bro. I don't get it too, because their label is going to make them record regardless. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You signed a deal. They hate, you they hate you're signed to 2022 for project. four projects. You better be doing this or you're not getting your money. And she's probably like, oh shit, I actually have to do work now. And she's really obviously talented. This, this, this sure. oh yeah, this five track EP is probably some of her, you know, the epitome of where she's at right now, like I just said. Um, Let It Go, My Affection, and White Tea sort of give you what she's all about in a sense you know summer walker used to be a stripper in atlanta and she kind of talks about you know the the trials and the tribulations that go along with being in that environment and talking about lost love and and partying and and just being you know the woman that she is and embodying herself and i i I respect that i respect that she has really evolved as a person and she really showcases that in her music like like i just said white tea um with no one noah didn't even know who this guy was before I listened to this. And he, like you said, he sounds like a Nav Jeremiah love child. Jeremiah doesn't get enough love these days, but he, he has a love it. child. He has a love child and no one know of. You think <laughs> yeah, Jeremiah and Jason Derulo could coexist on TikTok or no? Because I feel like Jason Derulo is Jeremiah on TikTok. That would just ruin it. TikTok's going to as it was. So him being TikTok is okay. I guess but so. I mean, come on, dude. dude. I would never. That song with with him and him, Wayne, and I think it's Janae. Uh, Which song are you talking about? All the I'm time. Every. I'm thinking of every Big Sean Jeremiah song right now. No, uh, I'm I'm saying Jeremiah, Lil Wayne, and uh. Oh, oh, oh! You're talking about that specific song? Yeah, I'm trying to remember what it's called. Do you know what it's called? It's called All the Time. All the time. But it's a good song, and I I, I just I, I think that there's a lot of Jeremiah songs that are just underrated. Shout out Jeremiah! I think his, his entire album Late Night is really good. I yeah, feel like people really just underappreciate him as an artist. Um, but this No One Noah, the Nav Jeremiah Love Child, really does it well on Summer's album. Uh, Let it go. That first song uh, kind of just gives you a regular Summer Walker, her and her guitar, uh, singing her heart out sort of vibe um gives me gives me those late night feels if you will as most of her music does and then you get into my affection and white teen you're like all right i'm gonna turn i'm gonna turn this up i'm, I'm gonna put this on in the club you party next door bangers bang you you listen to white teen before we started recording so i want to get your opinion on summer like rapping like she 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 put out bars on this song for some unknown reason and we were blessed with bars do that before Maybe I'm missing something. I'm not. No, very I've her music, but um, no, I really liked it. I think that I probably should have been giving her more credit up until now. But she caught my eye with this one, man. I'm gonna have to keep looking into her. The you, female artists have been popping off, dude. I I want to. I want a Rico Nasty project. Yeah, Those you've been you've been begging for Rico to drop. The women artist thing is, is for me, I think Summer's at the top of that list right now. I think she's probably one of the most talented women artists in the industry at the moment. Probably um, says a lot that your favorite female artist is Summer Walker and mine is Rico Nasty. Because we're both talking about them right now. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is, I mean, Rico Nasty's hella talented too. Like for real, like I, I want her to drop that album or whatever project she's got coming up next just because, you know, she does her thing very well. And I feel like people don't give her a lot of credit too. She's very, 
I don't know. I, I, I guess she's more experimental with what she says in her music, but I feel like that kind of turns off a lot of people. But me? Nah, I like that. Even Summer kind of does that too, in a way. She's very yeah. like open. Like she even in the song, she's like, she's like, Don't you wanna come on me? And I'm like, Okay, Summer, maybe. I don't know. I'm not really I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure what you're asking me right yeah. now. I don't know how to feel. Like London London's gonna find me, man. He's not gonna like that. Oh, London on the track? Yeah, they're dating. Oh, I did not know that. He has uh, a song credit, a production credit on one of these songs. I can't remember which one it is. I think it's SVW. I'm not sure. Honestly, it's probably my affection too, Loki. He's a good producer. He's one of the best, in my opinion. London is, has done his due service, his due diligence to the game. Oh, absolutely. That's even the next question. What are your final thoughts on Summer's EP? I know you, you, you're not into the summer walker game as much as no, as, I, as i'd like I'll you to be but it, obviously credits do i think i need to run it back a couple times before i can give like a like a full full digested opinion on it but i think that uh given that she dropped on the week that juice world dropped and i still think her music's listenable um that says something in itself <laughs> i mean <laughs> granted she dropped competing with eminem kid cuddy Juice World, Amine, Thug, Tory Lanes, and she still came out like relatively in the literally top. and and kind of did her thing. Even Dominic Fike dropped another single this week too from his album. Oh, yeah. He actually Politics released it. Yeah, he actually uh yeah, Politics and Violence he released that and he released the entire track list for his 14 song album called What Could Possibly Go Wrong. Dude, I I'm excited for Dominic to drop. It's been it's been four long years since we've heard any music from this man and he's extremely talented. And I just, I can't wait to hear what, what his arts two years, not, not four, sorry, 2018. He, he, he dropped in 2018, not 2016. Sorry. Um, but seeing where he's been at and kind of just his, um, he was on the radar and then completely fell off because he just went silent. And now he's back with, you know, two back to back, back to back week singles. And we're going to get an album from him. So I'm hoping this album's going to be really good. Um, it looks like it's going to be. There's a lot of new music from him on this track list. Uh, this month has been popping. Literally, like I feel like every time we get into like the summer months of like May, June, July, like all of like hip hop just decides like, all right, I'm gonna release. It's time. Our next episode, we're gonna be recording on my birthday too. That's so, gonna be so fun. We're gonna I, give I him my we birthday get, wishes. I hope we get some uh, some good releases this upcoming Friday, so that we have some uh, good convos on Monday. Well, we got Joey Badass coming out seven seventeen. He announced today that he's going to be releasing something. Don't know if it's a song or a project, but we're going to wait and see. So we got Joey Badass to talk about next week for your birthday. That's pretty tight. Yeah, I can't even ask for anything better. That's dope. For real. Price of the Tea in China maybe, also. Maybe maybe they'll drop the Juice World Deluxe, dude. I don't want to. I don't want to speak anything. Out I don't know. I feel like the Pop Smoke Deluxe will probably come before the Juice World Deluxe, in my opinion. Um, I just I don't know. I feel like. They said Pop's album was going to have eight eight new songs on the deluxe, and I don't know how many on Juice's album. I, I, I do. You, did you see anything about however many more songs? I feel like it's going to be like five or six, maybe four or five. I don't think it's going to be anything crazy. I hope it's it's some new songs. That would be great. Songs that I haven't heard before. That'd be awesome. Um, but you know, beggars can't be choosers. Of course, when I've done this to myself, and I won't. I won't say. I won't say any more on that. <laughs> <laughs> incriminating incriminating
Um, but I think that's going to do it for this time. You guys, this week, I uh, just want to say, please be sure to follow us at Top on Twitter. And please be sure to continue to listen to us on Spotify and SoundCloud at Off The Top Podcast. Everyone, please wish Namaya a happy early birthday. See you next week for the man's. Namaya, how old are we, 22? 22, baby. Hell yeah. Both the same age now. How does that make you feel? We're both the same age now. Finally, you can stop sunning me. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week and stay sharp. I don't settle for less. I'm a slap box of bird and then tear down the nest. I'm a champion. Try and put me to the test. I'm up all day and night and I don't need no rest. Keep making this music because my music slap. Give me some money. I will not pay back. No ADHD, but I can't stay on track. 24-7, all I do is foul. All the ladies want me because I look like a snack. Send me a nude. I will not send one back. I'm a flip, baby.